2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I know. Great guests in the first couple hours. I like both women. They, they did a great job explaining. And I did not know uh, that Maggie wrote a book on sexual harassment. Because like, I don't read the bios in advance. I like to have a natural reaction to anything I read. I don't read news stories in advance. I don't I don't read anything in advance. Because you can always tell on television and on the radio why I see today that someone lost a limb. How shocking. You know, it's like a God.
4: Yeah, I know it's terrible.
2: Don't try to act; it's a bad idea. Don't act; it's a. But I like to have a natural reaction. So I did not know that uh, that Maggie had written a book about uh, sexual harassment. Nineteen ninety-one. I mean, what? she goes all the way back twenty-seven years ago. Her b- book about sexual harassment in public. And, uh, and then Sheila was just terrific. You know. You don't run into many people, Sheila Collins, you don't run into many people who list their occupation as uh, grief counselor, comedian.
4: (laughs) Yeah,
2: right. (laughs) She's listed as a grief counselor and a comedian. You don't see that very often. But that's just me. You want to be cheered up a little bit. Maybe this might disgust you. It might cheer you up. It cheers me up because he was such a decent guy. I never had him on the show, never met him, but I used to love watching him when the kids were little. It's a beautiful day in the postal neighborhood. The U.S. Postal Service plans to issue a new stamp featuring Mr. Rogers, the children's television host known for his zip-up, cardigan, sneakers, and soothing manner. The forever stamp will be unveiled March 23rd at WQED's Fred Rogers Studio in Oakland. The same Pittsburgh public television station where Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was produced. The AP and Pittsburgh Post-Gazette report. The stamp features Fred Rogers and the Royal Puppet King Friday the 13th. Get it? <laughs> King Friday the 13th. Come on! Yeah. Show me some support. Uh, Rogers, who grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Who else grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania?
0: Rolling Rock Beer.
2: and Rocco. Rolling Rock Beer and... Rocco Media. Oh, not Rocco. He grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh. Arnold Palmer. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: that's right. Yep. Knew it was a golfer.
2: See? Uh, Rogers, who grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, produced, wrote, and hosted Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood for more than 30 years. He died in 2003. He was only 74 when he died, but he battled stomach cancer. That was the problem. His message remained a simple one throughout the years, telling his viewers to love themselves and others. The stamp also marks the show's 50th anniversary. It first aired on February 19th, 1968. The March 23rd event is free to the public and can be viewed live on the USPS Facebook page. Also slated to receive a forever stamp in 2018 per The Morning Call. Singer and civil rights activist Lena Horne, astronaut Sally Ride, and John Lennon will be on a U.S. postage stamp. Wow. What do you think of that?
4: He ain't even American.
2: Did they they ever put Winston Churchill on a a USPS stamp? I doubt it.
4: I would bet, I don't know.
2: I don't know there. Yeah, probably not. Have you guys seen Darkest Hour by I the did. way? I did.
4: I thought uh, Gary Oldham is just unbelievably gifted as an actor. Amazing.
5: Oh, All right, yeah, 1965. Ah, see. In fact, you can buy them mint for 50 cents, so I guess they made a lot.
2: You can buy them mint. Yes. For 50 cents, aren't they only 49 cents anyway?
5: They're 5 cents. They're probably 5. Yeah, they're well, 1965.
2: I I mean, that, that, yeah. I mean, a stamp now is 49 cents, isn't it?
5: Around there, but I don't think you can use older stamps, can you? Sure, you can. Yeah. Yep. You'd have to. So put, I guess a stamps' real put, value is just whatever the price of a stamp is at the moment. Yep, that's right. Hmm.
2: Why do they have? Why do they call them forever stamps then? Because I thought they well, couldn't that,
4: use yeah, the that isn't. You can use forever stamp. You, you, that's the way that they fund the post office. Ahead of time, so if you buy fifty dollars yeah. worth of stamps, that stamp will always be able to uh, be used yeah. to mail a letter, regardless of the current price of stamps.
5: See, mm-hmm. but I yeah, thought that's that what that I did is I bought a. Well, that's not extended. A whole bunch of stamps when I was when it was like forty three cents or something. Mm-hmm. So Mike there has you go. Mike has some money information. Well,
0: no, because also I, I was talking not I, stamps. Yeah, it's uh, you know whatever you buy them at, they're forever, but packaging, if you buy a pre-packaged envelope, if you're sending mail, I figured this out, or ran into this problem a couple of weeks ago, they're prepaid. There's like 25 of them. So you think, I don't have to pay anything, right? You drop them off, simple as that. Well, the rates went up. So they went up by a nickel. So now I have to stand in the line, if there is a line, that's, and pay a nickel stupid. on top of the prepaid. I already it's, paid. For being it. a drug dealer is tough. work. Well, it. It's harder <laughs> than a lot of people think.
4: There's postal rates, there's packaging, uh. you got the FBI. It's tough.
2: you know when for a living you read a lot of uh, news copy and as i said i don't pre-read any stories at all so what i do is just scroll stories during the morning show john Lassman produces that show so he brings up stories on the screen that i've never seen before and i just as i said i do it because i want a natural reaction to all all the stories but what happens when you scroll through the uh, news stories yourself, looking for interesting subjects, and just you know, and I find it's a much fresher show too when you you didn't plan out every story you're going to tell. Uh, you find news stories and you go, "Who, this is fascinating." But then when you do that, you also run across headlines like this one: "Celebrities Who Are Fall Down Drunks." <laughs> nice story title. You think that might be clickbait? Yeah, you think that might be clickbait? Uh, Let me just see what the deal is here. Uh, Well, is that
0: picture of the attractive woman still a top read, even though it's been up there for months? You know,
2: I I haven't looked. That picture of the attractive (laughs) woman with the huge breasts, you mean that one? (laughs) Yeah. I think it it still is, yes. Oh, this is cold. Celebs that are fall-down drunks. Like most people, celebs just want to have a good time and cut loose after a hard day's work. It's part of the human experience. But when the average person has a few too many drinks, the most they have to deal with is a bad hangover and maybe explaining some awkward texts. It's pretty unlikely there will be a viral video of them at their worst, which is definitely not the case when you're famous. Celebrities also don't have the luxury of dealing with alcoholism in private, and that's led to some unfortunate pop culture moments that have sidelined the careers of even Hollywood's biggest stars, some of the bigger names in Hollywood who have become known for their propensity to be fall-down drunks and their ability to handle it or not handle Yeah, Who do you think the first one up is? First one. You'd know if you thought about this for two seconds.
5: All
4: of them,
2: Charli- Charlie actor. Sheen.
4: I, I know there's a huge <coughs> list. of I to bet pick you Charlie's them.
2: gonna be on here.
5: Kelsey Grammer.
2: Sh- Shia LaBeouf is number Uh-oh. one. Oh God, yeah, yeah, he's
5: insane.
2: Number two's a given. To this one's just a, this is a this is a punt. No question about Jimmy it. Jimmy Fallon. Mel Gibson. Yep, no, yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Who were
4: you gonna say? I said Jimmy Fallon.
2: Jimmy Fallon. You think Jimmy Fallon's a booze hound? Oh, oh, yeah. don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yep.
5: Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Because the yep. first two are people who have, like, obvious bipolar disorder. There was That's that whole true. thing was, when he uh, messed self-treating
0: up his finger. It. When he messed up his finger, it was, you know, put out there in the oh, media that yeah. was an accident, but it sounded like drunken shenanigans. It's
2: gravity. Oh, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Now, this one I didn't know until yesterday. And the only reason I found out about it yesterday is she was on an airplane on Sunday, I think it was, before or during the Super Bowl. And she went up and grabbed the mic at the front of the plane yep. and said, "This is not the pilot. This is Jennifer Lawrence. Fly, Eagles, fly." Uh, so I'm going, she's hammered. Well, she just show up and showed up on the fall down drunks list. Did you see that clip this of
4: Kevin cold. Hart at the Super Bowl?
2: Oh yes, he was he hammered up on stage for the. Uh,
4: well, he got grabbed the mic and dropped the f bomb.
2: Yeah. He did drop the F-bomb. That's very, very true. There's no question. Um, This guy, not a a tough guess either since he ate a hamburger off the carpet of his hotel room (laughs) floor when his kids were there.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: David Hasselhoff fall-down drunk.
5: Oh, I think he's been a drunk for a a while.
2: Well, Johnny
5: Depp's on the list. That's not not the... He's he's an unabashed drunk, so... Do you think he's actually flat broke? They claim that he has spent over $300 million. There's no way. I mean, like, yeah, how could... What could you even buy? A lot of stuff, man.
2: Well, he does have tattooed wine forever. Yeah, think about
5: that. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a lot of wine.
2: $300 million. Yeah, it is a lot of wine. It's true. I didn't know this one either. Christina Aguilera. Apparently, she's a fall-down drunk. Charlie Sheen, there there he is, Doug, yeah. your first <laughs> guest. Charlie Sheen. It's kind of a one-foot putt. To, yeah. I mean, why don't they have any local people on here? What? Mm. They should have some local people on here on the fall-down drunks list.
5: Oh, Minnesotans? Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have that many to begin with. Cindy I mean, Braccato? Like, uh,
2: celebrities.
5: Cindy Braccato. Okay. Yeah. It's like we have, like, what, two celebrities that everyone knows? That's
2: true, Prince and Bob
5: Dylan. Prin- Prince was an opiate addict, so there's I mean, that. What? And then Bob Dylan, I don't know. I don't. Th- Bob Dylan keeps his life fairly private. He's pretty nuts, I know that. He is a weirdo, that's for sure.
2: Josh Brolin, apparently, is a fall-down drunk. I didn't know huh? that. And Wouldn't... by the way, I'm just calling him fall-down drunks because that's what they're being called in the article, so... I'm just here to tell you.
5: I do not recognize Josh Brolin.
2: Yeah, you, he's You'd in a lot of movies. He's James Brolin's
5: right. No, I, I'm i looking at him. Really, you don't know him? He looks like, I don't know, a suburb dad. Lindsay Lohan? Did you know Lindsay Lohan? was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? I think I did.
2: <laughs> there are no surprises here, are there?
5: Oh, except I think she's like, isn't she like in a psychiatric Care or something? Uh, Sometimes she is, yeah. Uh, Something, yeah. Something weird happened to her recently.
2: Well, this next one, you talk about a one-foot putty. He's Canadian. Kiefer Sutherland. Of course he's a drunk. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't have guessed that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's had a lot of trouble with being hammered and saying things in public he shouldn't say. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about this fall-down drunk thing. There was one time when they caught uh, Reese Witherspoon... Mouthing off the cops, and she was hammered. But I don't know if she's hammered all yeah. the time, or maybe she is. Maybe that's true. I, I, I just, you know, I just find it interesting that you run across titles like "These people are fall down drunks." Well, thank you, thank you so much for all your help. And I suppose because they're they're famous, there's nothing they can do about it.
4: No, right? probably not.
2: I mean, what do you do? Prove that you're not. How could you prove you're not a fall-down drunk?
5: I guess you really can't.
2: You can't. You can't prove that you're not, right?
4: Right. It is kind of an odd thing. Well, most of those people, I think they've most of them that you named have been through treatment a few times.
2: Mm, I think you're right about that, too. Uh, This is a very sad story, as a matter of fact. After 71 days and more than 900 miles, British explorer Henry Worsley finally made the agonizing decision to end his epic journey through the Antarctic, uh... In early 2016, the decision, however, came too late, and the 55-year-old died of organ failure after being airlifted out. Oh, no. Incredibly, he was just 30 miles short of his goal of becoming the first person to cross the Antarctic alone and unaided. Well, there's a reason no one's
5: done it before.
2: Yeah, well, they still haven't done it because he's dead. exactly. That's pretty sad, though, don't you think?
5: I I have a feeling he knew that
2: the odds of not living were pretty high. Explorer turned back, but decision came too late. Uh, now the New Yorker provides a lengthy and fascinating look at his life and his death with excerpts from his diary showing just how brutal a toll the expedition had been on taking on his body. Eventually those entries became a litany of suffering, writes Dave, David Gran, Worsley had lost more than 40 pounds. His stomach hurt constantly. Later doctors would say he developed bacterial peritonitis. What is, it? what is arterial or bacterial peritonitis?
5: It's basically just an infection of the stomach lining.
2: So it gives you the, the runs? Is that what we're talking about?
5: No, I th- it's more like ulcers, that kind of thing.
2: Uh, frostbite had taken the tip of one finger. Storm after storm punished him. Still he pressed on, murmuring a mantra, Always a little further. He kept saying, always a little further. From a poem and asking himself, What would shacks do? In times of trouble, referring to his Antarctic hero, the late explorer Ernest Shackleton. And not the, Shaquille
5: uh, O'Neal, for you younger
4: listeners. Not,
2: what would Shaq do? His <laughs> mantra
5: was, make me like Mike.
2: Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, the story recounts how his wife Joanna wrote the phrase "Come back to me safely, my darling."
5: Yeah, don't do this if you have a wife, and yeah. especially if you have a wife and kids.
2: Unless you hate her. Um, hate
5: yeah, I, I mean, you—he, you know for sure that there is at least a fairly high chance that you're going to die. So that's kind of a selfish thing to do, I think. Isn't
2: that terrible? What if? The, <laughs> where's your husband? Well, he's in the Antarctic. Why? Well, he hated us. That's why. Decided, going for a walk. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> you're evil, Doug. You see, look what you do. Oh, to this wait, show. wait, wait, wait,
4: You're the one that this, read the story. In this
2: horrible spin. Well, I was just trying to praise a man and honor him, but then you turned it dark.
4: Can we play the tape back?
2: <laughs> yeah, let's play it back and see what happened. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. Will schmooze. Doug Sprinthal's here. Mike Molina, Andy. All the women bailed again like they usually do. Typical of a third hour. That work week of four hours is just too long. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common?
6: Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems.
2: Never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
6: Thanks, friend.
2: And you are?
6: <laughs> real nice. Chuck nablak <laughs> <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Nabla.
2: Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me. And it's not just me. That song. I don't know why I love that song, but I do love that song. Who is that again? It's
5: uh, Chumbawamba. 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 That's right. Tub thumping.
2: Chumbawamba is tub thumping.
5: That's well. That's what the song is called. Yes. Yeah, tub The
2: worst name. <laughs> what <Where's> does <laughs> tub thumping even mean? I don't know. Being drunkard in hell, apparently. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. Um, all of you, the three of you. Give me your take on Jim Carrey.
5: Good actor, weirdo. I just weirdo. saw
4: the first episodes of uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and he was one of the first ones. Yeah. And he is—he's out there, but I mean, the guy's yeah, undeni- undeniably talented. I mean, he's got a really fast mind. A great—he's a great physical comedian.
2: You know,
0: it's—he's just a weird cat.
2: He is. There's no getting around it. Molina, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, obviously very, very talented. He's kind of fallen off the rails as of late. But, man, uh, back, I, I don't know about Andy, but, uh, you know, childhood memories of movies coming out in the mid to late 90s, and he was at the top. And um, nobody else could have played oh Adventura
4: yeah, or The yeah, Mask. No, I mean, nobody yeah, could do like, that. Like, dumb and no, dumber.
5: that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, he was like every comedy movie. Yep. Yeah, every big comedy movie. Yeah, like you said, um, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura Two, obviously. Dumb and Dumber. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Liar, um, liar. He was in, liar, liar. Bruce he was Almighty. in. Um, yeah. What? There was another one. I did like him in uh, with Kate Winslet in oh. uh,
4: Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or
2: whatever it was called. Yeah. That was
5: pretty cool. And it wasn't a comedy. But. And then he was in the Truman Show. Yep. Which is like half comedy.
2: Well, here's the problem with Uh the Internet. The problem with the Internet is this. You get to know your celebrity favorites far too well, and it's never good.
5: Oh, I've known he's insane for a long time.
2: He is crazy. Mark Zuckerberg is not going to like Jim Carrey's latest remarks. The actor says he's getting rid of his Facebook shares and deleting his page, and he wants other people to follow suit, CNBC reports. I'm dumping my at-Facebook stock and deleting my page because at-Facebook profited from Russian interference in our elections, and they're still not doing enough to stop it, Carrey tweeted on Tuesday. I encourage all other investors who care about our future to do the same. The same message with a drawing of Zuckerberg with a dislike button logo was posted on Kerry's Facebook page.
4: Jim, you're Canadian.
2: Was. Yeah, you're Canadian. Settle down. Yeah, our election. Our elections. What are you talking about our
5: election? Trudeau? Are you talking about him?
2: He's not an American citizen. Is he, Jim Kerry? I don't know. That's he might a good be, question.
5: He was born in Canada.
2: I oh, doubt it. He, oh, he's definitely from Canada, but I don't think he's a United States citizen. Let's see. I do not know. Oh, no, he did. He became an American citizen uh, 14 years ago. Oh, Mm -hmm. there you go. Kerry, who grew up in Canada, became an American citizen in 2004, tells Business Insider that he wants other activist investors. See, just saying activist investors, I hate you now. Activist investors. To press for responsible oversight of social media because the world needs capitalism and with a conscience. For a long time, America enjoyed a geographical advantage in the world with oceans on both sides to protect it, he says. Now social media has created cyber bridges over which those who do not have our best interest in mind can cross, and we are allowing it. No wall is going to protect us from that. We must encourage more oversight by the owners of these social media platforms. There has been no comment yet from Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook.
4: I think when they invented the intercontinental ballistic missile was probably when the oceans shrank away. Not so much Facebook.
2: Calm down. Not so so much Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you.
3: Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Flying somewhere? No, no, I'm not. I'm just going to the airport, but I've decided not to fly anywhere.
4: (laughs) Fell off the jet bridge (laughs) again.
2: He has said some very funny... He is a very funny guy, but what a creep. Oh, my God. That whole man-in-the-moon thing is just hideous.
5: That was weird. You
4: know he was just, la- he launched on. a lot of careers though. I mean, if he imagine if he wasn't on uh, Living Color, I don't think that show oh, yeah. would have been a right. tenth as popular as it was, and it wouldn't brought all those people along with him. <laughs> no,
5: that was that show was all about him. It's like what. Chris Farley. If with, without him, SNL probably would have at least ended, be- come very close to ending by now.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, but,
5: there was a lot there, but for a few years there, people tuned in for Chris Farley. I well, did. that's true, but they don't. I absolutely
4: did. SNL has always had a history of being good and then being horrible and then getting to be good. And I think that's a lot true. of that's fans true, sort of yeah. waited out through the bad years, knowing that they'll discover the next Eddie Murphy or the next Chris Farley or whoever it is, and somebody will come along and right. just be
2: great. No, that's true. I uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, It it is what it is. I did love Chris Farley, but uh, Jim Carrey's had his moments. There's no question about it.
0: I remember Um, his girlfriend died
2: a few years ago. We talked about her on the show, and I think he really went off off the deep end there. Well, they tried to blame it on him. Was that
5: what did it to him?
2: They tried to blame her death on him, and that didn't sit too well, apparently. They said he gave her the drugs that killed her, right? Yeah,
0: something like that. Let's not forget he was also dating Jenny McCarthy a while back,
5: and she's nuts. Yeah,
2: what do you mean? She's with Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, they no. were just in What's town the for problem? the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh
5: oh yeah, Jim Carrey's uh, anti-vax because of her.
2: Yeah, he's a what?
5: Anti—he doesn't like vaccinations because that's like what her thing is now—is she hates vaccinations? Ooh, Jenny McCarthy. Yes, that's basically what? what she's known for now. What's the problem with vaccinations? They cause autism. Says them. Well,
2: they've proved it several times that they don't. Yeah, but they don't care about that. Oh, they don't care. They. Still it's
5: basically think- like they'll have someone will have a kid with autism and they'll seek something to blame it on because they would rather have something to blame than just admit that you know. Yeah. Sometimes you get crap luck and life is like that sometimes. So they- so, so they look for something to blame it on, um, and you know vaccines are like the one thing that has any sort of modicum of uh relevance at all right
2: that's very true all i've ever done is tell the truth quincy jones says in an off-the-wall interview with vulture i've got nothing to be scared of man among the self-proclaimed truths about uh told by the legendary music producer he dated ivanka trump 12 years i thought he was married to peggy lipton
4: he was for a long time but i think they got divorced 15 or 20 years ago they were they were married for like 30 years i think
2: that's what I thought. For
4: those of you that don't those, know who
5: Peggy Lipton was, she starred in Mod Squad.
2: She was the woman in Mod Squad, Julie. Right? And for
5: those of you who don't know what Mod Squad is,
2: the TV show—a ridiculous premise where three hippies became cops <laughs> so they could bust the inner rings of the drug trade. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was a terrible show. Uh, in any case, uh, among the self proclaimed truths told by the legendary music producer, he dated Ivanka Trump 12 years ago. Microsoft co founder Paul Allen sings and plays just like mm-hmm. Hendrix, and everything he's ever done was innovative. The experiences I've had, the 80. He's 84? Wow. Oh my God, I had no idea he was that. Back
4: old. up to the Paul Allen plays and sings like Hendrix part.
2: I, I What? That's what he says.
5: Wait, he dated Ivanka or Ivana? It says Ivanka. Well, Ivanka, he's. 84 and she's like 25 Ivanka is yeah 36, 36 so I don't know about that
2: so he dated her when she was 24 years old yeah and, and she
5: he <laughs> she would have been 24 and he would have been like what 72, 60, 72. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know about map. that
2: I'm pretty sure that the uh, the, br- the brain's starting to soften up a little bit mm. yeah it says here Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen sings and plays just like Hendrix okay. I'm not buying it. He probably got free stock for that. Yeah. You almost can't believe it. Here's what Jones had to say on the Trumps, rock music, Hillary Clinton, uh, and all kinds of other stuff. Um, On Michael Jackson, Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. He was a Machiavellian. As Machiavellian as they come, he was greedy, man. Well, didn't Quincy Jones produce Thriller? I
4: I think he did.
2: I thought those kids got along. Apparently not. Oh, God, this guy, what a prick. Oh, God, what a jerk. On Hillary Clinton, when you keep secrets, they backfire. This is something else I shouldn't be talking about. I know too much, man. On rock music, rock ain't nothing but a white version of rhythm and blues. F. You know, I met Paul McCartney when he was 21. On the Beatles, he says they were the worst musicians in the world. They were no-playing effers. Paul was the worst bass player I've ever heard, and Ringo, don't even talk about it. Is there anybody you like, Quincy? Oh, boy.
5: Does does not seem like it. Anybody you
2: like uh, out there? On the state of the United States, we're the worst we've ever been, but that's why we're seeing uh, people try to fix it. Feminism, women are saying that they're not going to take it anymore. Racism, people are fighting it. God is pushing the bad in our face to make people fight back. On President Trump, I used to hang out with him. He's a crazy effer, limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. I can't stand him.
4: Somebody better back off the crown royal a little bit, it sounds like.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Exactly, Quincy. Back off the crown royal, buddy. Uh, I used to date Ivanka. She was a, I don't know, it just says expletive. She was a fine f apparently. (laughs) She had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. (laughs) I'm not buying that she. when she was 24, she was dating you at 72. No,
5: I don't think so.
2: On jazz, people gave it, gave, gave it up to chase money. When you go after, is it Shirak Vodka?
5: Um, I don't know.
2: I don't know how you say that. None Ciroc of
5: us know, so it's whatever you want. When
2: you go after Shirak Vodka and fat, fa- fat Farm and all that Shiite, God walks out of the room. I love how he keeps referencing God like he's holy. <laughs> okay, Quincy. I hate everyone, but I love God. On modern pop music, it's just loops, beats, rhymes, and hooks. What is there for me to learn from that? There ain't no good, I don't know, whatever songs. And on Marlon Brando, he could dance his ass off. He was the most charming effer you ever met. He'd F anything, anything. He'd F a mailbox. He's not wrong. He's probably not wrong with Marlon Brando, but, you know, wouldn't you think at 84 you'd want to be happier than that?
5: Yeah, really. Alzheimer's makes people all uh, ornery, and I, you know. You think
2: that's Alzheimer's?
5: Well, considering he's saying things that are almost certainly not true and he hates everyone.
2: <laughs> he hates everyone. That or he's everyone. just a
5: huge jerk.
2: Well, he's always kind of been a huge jerk. Hell of a talent, though. You can't take that away from him. The, uh, the guy is a hell of a talent. But I didn't. I did not know he was eighty-four years old. Did you have any idea he was that old?
4: Well, you know, every day I'm just amazed how old I am. I look in the mirror and go, "Dad, what are you doing well, that's here?" True. You know, it's just.
2: I does still look think a lot I'm like twenty. Your father.
4: Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Although my okay, dad see, looks, he go. look, I, he looks a little bit more like Mister
2: Rogers than I do. Or oh, he does. Yep. Hey, Doug, time to get out of bed and go to <laughs> school. <laughs> Get up, go to school. Actually, I look like my father, but only in my eyes. I have my my father's eyes, most definitely. But that's it. Uh, as I pointed out to uh, Maggie earlier on the show, Steve Wynn has resigned from his own company. Casino mogul Steve Wynn resigned yesterday as chairman and CEO of Wynn Resorts amid sexual misconduct allegations. In the last couple of weeks, I have found myself the focus of an avalanche of negative publicity when... Uh, he, and he did call himself the focus, not the victim of. He said the focus of. Is that interesting?
5: Not really. Especially for a
2: yeah, blind guy. He, well, what you, what's that supposed to be? <laughs> the
4: focus of, get it?
2: Anyway. Oh, my God. Wait, is he blind? Yeah, yeah. he is.
5: Oh. Well, then how indeed. do you know he wasn't just, like, looking for the coffee maker? <laughs>
2: exactly. So the, 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 this doesn't what? feel right. This, the handle on the coffee pot has changed. It's squishy. It's more pliable. It's squishy. I have reached the conclusion I cannot continue to be effective in my current roles. The move follows a Wall Street Journal report that a number of women said Wynn harassed or assaulted them and that one case led to a $7.5 million settlement with a manicurist who said she was forced to have sex with him. The Las Vegas billionaire has vehemently denied the allegations, which he attributes to a campaign led by his ex-wife. Last month, Wynn resigned as finance chairman of the Republican National Committee. Since 2003, Wynn has contributed nearly $2.4 million to GOP candidates and party organizations around the world, including Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval and 2017 special election winners. Some Republicans in Congress, including Nevada's Dean Heller, have already announced that they are donating contributions they received from Wynn to charity, the AP reports. Wynn also faces investigation by gambling re- regulators in two states. That is not good news.
4: No, that feds will. When get you're for being
2: investigated, oh, the feds! If the feds go after you for gambling abuses, you got major, major problems coming your way.
4: So think about this: you're it's a billionaire, a- and you live in a town that's literally littered with hookers, and you can still wind
2: up—that's
5: right—harassing chambermaids or whatever. Unbelievable! Yeah, that's unbelievable. a power thing, I think. That's, that's what right, it is. Andy. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that's what Maggie talked about earlier. I don't see power in that. See, I literally learned power is to protect people from that kind of thing. That's right. I, I don't know. That's what. I, whatever. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Wonder, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of that?
4: One of my favorites, oh, guys. Like unbelievable. Wonder.
2: Yep, he really is. Wrote wonderful songs. So, it's like the Grace Jones songs. line. Who oh, was, that? Was, that? Oh, was that? Oh, the Grace Jones, yeah. Oh, God. That was uh, Rick James. <laughs> you know that one, Doug? I,
4: I can't remember. It's something about uh, hair or hat or something.
2: It was about her hat. She was wearing about a five foot hat. I mean, swear to God, it stuck out two and a half feet on all sides. So, across, it was about five feet wide. And Rick James at the Grammys gets up and he says, Man, Stevie Wonder, you should see the hat that Grace Jones is wearing. <laughs> That is so cold. I mean, that's just terrible. Good God, Rick! The one who died at about fourteen. How old was Rick James when he died? Oh, he was in did his he mid forties. I overdose? think uh,
4: he, had he, some, was, he had some serious drug problems. He, he was only
2: thirty-six. He he Wait, was,
5: no, not even close. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting yeah, this
2: conflicting results. Yes, uh, fifty-six. He was fifty-six when he died. Did he die of a drug overdose?
5: Um. Uh, it's looking just like TV it, one but let's just. See the
2: hat that Andy's wearing?
5: Pulmonary failure, cardiac failure. Yes, probably. Probably drugs. Alprazolam, diazepam, oh. bupropion, citalopram, hydrocodone, digoc- digoxin. Okay, yeah, he had so much stuff in his kale. system.
2: What is all of that? The, he died of kale. He had uh, uh, a whole bunch
5: of. He had a bunch of benzos. He had meth and coke in his blood. He had some opiates. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Yeah, he had hidden, all of the things. Hitting for cycle.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Oh, Hitting for the cycle.
5: Yeah, he basically took everything in uh, an effort to cure. I guess his he because he had diabetes and his heart oh, was messed up.
2: Oh God. Oh God. Well, that's why he died at fifty six. Yes, that was the way it is. I read this story earlier today, and I just I do not believe one word of this story. See if you guys believe these stats. Okay. Okay. Here's a spoiler alert on what your coworkers are doing today: uh, watching porn, especially the women. According to a new survey, eighty-five percent of women say they watch porn at work.
4: Oh, I don't believe is that. Is this the Larry no. Flint survey? Or
2: yeah, <laughs> at work? I don't know about That's that. That's what they're saying. That eighty-five percent of women watch porn at work, and that number seems extraordinarily high. Like, I didn't know 85% of women watch porn, period, let alone at work. And that's why more than the number, that's way more than the number of men watching at work, which clocked in at 59%. Some other results from the survey 18% of people have been caught watching porn at work, and 28% have caught someone else watching porn at work. 10% watch at least once a day, 4% watch multiple times a day, and 57%. Now, here's a stat this is men and women together. 57% ...of people have masturbated while they watched porn at work. What the hell job do you do? (laughs) I hope you Solo astronaut? I guess. The most common place (laughs) is in the bathroom. But 16% have done it at their desk, and 15% have done it in an empty office or conference room. Do you believe any of that?
5: No. No.
4: I I Uh, would assume it's... I mean, there's 350 million people in the country.
5: Somebody's done it. Yeah, it's like some... Yeah, but that, I don't know.
2: 85% of women watching porn at work, I don't... That's a very high number. I don't know if I'm buying that. I'm sorry, but it's... No. God, isn't that terrible? Somebody robbed Gronkowski's house while he was was scoring a touchdown. This is what's so bizarre. They reported his touchdown at 8.48, right? Yep. 8.48. His house was robbed at 8.50, oh, God. Honest to God, two minutes after he scores a touchdown. Ooh, darkness. Dave says he believes 85% of women watch porn at work. Really? We'll have to ask him. He'll be in tomorrow. I'll have to ask him then. But, yeah, this poor guy scoring a touchdown and losing a Super Bowl. All the rest of it, he gets home and he finds out his house was robbed while he was out of town. And then somebody revealed it was uh, four safes and possibly several guns. Wow that's what was taken so wouldn't you think that somebody who knows him
4: yeah you'd have to know you'd because have to think
2: that i have several guns in my house and i have a couple of safes in my house not money safes but gun safes but you'd never find them if you went to my house you'd have to be in there for hours before you found you'd eventually find them but you'd have to be there for hours to find them
4: is it in the closet right? that's labeled don't look in here
2: don't look in here or, no, it's behind the door that says safe on it. Yeah. It says right there. Oh, God. Well, could you do me a favor and please, uh, Is there, there's got to be a certain part of the brain. Andy, you know a lot about brain and all the separate parts of the brain, don't you? Uh,
5: compared to average, yeah.
2: Is there a part that I could get numbed so if I ever see the name Jenner or Kardashian again, I, I won't be able to read what it says? It'd be your, or optic, recognize it. your
5: optic nerve. We can remove that and you don't have
4: to worry about <laughs> just it. Just
2: again. remove it completely? Well,
5: technically, yes, if you cut out that part of your hippocampus, but I don't know if you'd want to do that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Probably a bad idea. <laughs>
2: Probably not a good uh, plan. I might okay, sacrifice I it so uh,
0: I don't have to hear anything about the Kardashians again.
2: <laughs> Mm. I'm telling you, honestly. So, what did Kim and Kanye just name their latest kid again? What was that? It was. Uh, they got North and they got. Uh, what was what it? They got three kids now. There's North and there's. Um, what else they got?
0: If they had a sentiment? Saint, I think, was
5: one.
2: Oh, yeah, Saint. Saint was in, in Chicago. Yes, oh, that's what
5: it is. Saint, yeah. North, and
4: Chicago. Saint,
2: North, and Chicago. But it's known as Shy. Shy. Uh, uh, whatever the hell his last name is. West. The hell's his name again? West, yeah. Shy yeah. West. Okay. Well, Kylie Jenner is the is she the youngest sister of the Kardashians or who is she?
5: I think so.
2: I, yeah. I don't know who she sure. even is. Kylie Jenner announced the name of her newborn daughter, and it's interesting. Her name is Stormy. Oh. Mm. She named her kid Stormy. Oh my God. Wait till you hear why. Yes, the spelling is one letter off because she spells it with an I, but it's still the name of the most famous and controversial porn star of our day, Stormy Daniels, which the internet was quite quick to point out. But someone else made a more interesting observation. The Kardashian girls seem to be formulating a weather forecast with their kids' names. It will be stormy with a chance of rain in the north of Chicago. Uh, okay. K- Courtney Kardashian has a son named Rain, mm. while North and Chicago are two of Kim's kids.
4: You're making a strong case for day drinking.
2: <laughs> hey, I haven't heard that term in a long time. Day <laughs> drinking—that's a good term, man. You're making a strong case for. D- you think they're they're formulating a weather? Think of it this way: maybe they're so stupid that they actually saw that forecast and said, "Hey, all of those are really good names." Those like, people yeah. are—they're worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. They've done unbelievably in, uh, you know, in business, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But don't you get the impression they're incredibly stupid people?
4: Yes, I think if they had any sense of humor, one of them would have named one of their kids Clarence.
2: That'd be funny. Clarence Kardashian.
4: Yeah. yeah to Clarence offset the name. Stormy like name, and all Clarence. these goofy names.
2: I just was stormy and north and saint and west and, oh, God. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. (laughs) 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 That's very funny, actually. That all works for me. There's no question about it. We had a phone call. I don't know. Who's calling?
0: No, Nick called in to say uh, or to apologize for not being here. He forgot it was Wednesday. (laughs) Oh jeez!
2: Oh, that's okay. We we don't apologize. We consider it a favor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. You call into this show. You're going to take a shot. That's just how it is.
4: Drummers, here's one for you. Why is a why is a uh, funk band like a bull? Because the horns are up front and the assholes in the back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, that's really nice. So you know We're getting there, so it's time to tell a very sweet story on the show today, don't you think? Yep.
4: After three hours, we should do one.
2: (laughs) One very sweet story. The new face of Gerber represents a milestone. The company has picked one-year-old Lucas Warren of Dalton, Georgia, as this year's Gerber baby. And Lucas is the first child with Down syndrome selected for the honor, reports people. He never meets a stranger, says Mom Courtney who tells Today.com that she entered the contest without giving it too much thought. Gerber then chose Lucas out of about 140,000 submissions, calling him a perfect fit. Dad Jason says he hopes that this will shed a little bit of light on the special needs community and help more individuals with special needs be accepted and not limited. Uh, Lucas says his big smile on his face. He's very, very happy. He's all dressed up in his green shirt with a bow tie, and he's got some white pants on. He's just very, very happy to be involved. There's it's a very, guy. Very cool. There's a
4: guy with Down syndrome at the church that we used to go to before we switched, and he was about 80 years old, which is really unusual. I mean, it's rare yes, with it's people is. Down's to make it much into their 30s, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I got to read this uh, message I just got. I just got this text from La Nick. Crap! I took a day of rest on Monday. Who uh, oh, you, Christ? <laughs> a day of rest. <laughs> 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 and it just blended I right into the of rest re- of the week? <laughs> exactly. So it's the same as every other day? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he just treated Monday like the, the, the rest of the your life? Uh, I took a day of rest Monday and forgot today was Wednesday. And then there's another line, I had a lot to say, too. Like I said, <laughs> boy, did we catch a break. <laughs> did we catch a break today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just got back to Lucas Warren. That is very cool. The kid like the, uh, Lucas just looks like he's extremely happy. You know? That is got great. the big smile. He's got his tongue hanging out.
4: Good you on know. good on Gerber's.
3: So good for you guys.
2: Yeah, I've always liked that company anyway. They do a nice job, right? Mhm.
3: As
2: far as I know they do. I mean, I don't know everything about them, but it seems like they uh they know what they're doing, but it's just yeah, anything. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about. Instead of talking about how none of the races can get along and everybody hates everybody, and oh, my God, la, 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 la I got very upset that people did not like the Martin Luther King Dodge commercial. It was the 50th anniversary of the day he made the speech, February 4th, 1968. It was a great speech. I remember the speech. It was a wonderful speech. I don't think they used it to sell cars or trucks or anything. They just wanted to honor a great man for a great speech on the 50th anniversary of the speech. Why can't we just leave it alone?
4: I thought it was a good move. Explain And and it's unusual because Dodge usually pushes the edge on their commercials, especially Super Bowl. It's very edgy, yeah. But that was, uh, I thought it was was cool, and I, I, I didn't realize that it was exactly 50 years ago to that day. I thought that was cool that they did that.
2: I thought it was, too. I, I, but I'm a big fan of Martin Luther King, and unfortunately people today are not. They kind of just toss Dr. Martin Luther King aside and all the things that he said because there's no money to be made from the things that he says. Yeah, I know it. You know, when he's, you know, he says things like uh, colorblind and he talks about the content of your character, uh, there's no money to be made telling people that kind of thing. But that's what happened.
4: You know, I wonder I, if there's going to be anything I, on uh, media in the 50th anniversary, which is, what, two months away? Um, wasn't yeah, it April,
2: is April f- 4th. April 4th or April 5th. It was April 4th. And it was not Friday night. It was in the morning.
4: Yeah, like 10 yeah, o'clock or something. is it?
2: it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, April 4th, 1968. He was in Memphis, Tennessee. And some psycho honky shot him and killed him with a rifle. What was that guy's name? See, you know what? I'm very happy about this. I cannot remember that guy's name.
4: Is it James Earl Ray?
2: Yep, there you go. That's that's exactly what it is. I was about to say James Earl
4: Jones, and I'm going, that's not right.
2: You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go out on the balcony. (laughs) He's talking to himself about a James Earl Jones. I believe today I'll shoot someone. There, that man there. Yeah. That man, I don't know who it is, but I'm shooting him anyway. But no, I, I... tip my hat to Dodge because I think, what? <laughs> the French. I don't know. Oh, the fr- doesn't he have to do anything? It's still one of my favorite lines of all time. And James Adomian does a brilliant impression of the whole thing. There's at one point, James Adomian said, well, doesn't he have to do anything? Ah, oh, the French. There's a champagne that, and as that he's delivering the speech, he reaches up on the table and drags an entire chicken into his lap.
4: <laughs> so we just did James Earl Jones doing Orson Welles drunk shooting Martin Luther
2: King. That's exactly Brilliant. what we did. What other show you'd hear that on, huh? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. We even have our own theme song, isn't that And And it, it just turns out his wife is the singer, so... Yeah, I played all week, not like half
4: an hour. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, the whole family's involved.
4: Nepotism runs
1: rampant.
2: My wife, our son, our daughter, our buddy Cassie, it's all a family. Can't do it on a podcast.
1: Where can you do
2: it? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. It's 100% correct. No question.
4: Ryan Winkler is our guest in studio. He's the majority majority leader in the House of Representatives in the Minnesota uh, legislature. What are you, like 19? Thank you for coming
7: on. I'm all of uh, 43.
2: You're 43. With the leader, that's pretty impressive.
4: Now, before we get started, uh, in the car selling secrets tradition, you have to tell us the story about your first car, and it's okay to make up something cool if it was boring.
7: Well, I don't think it was boring. Okay. Uh, Although it was my mom's car, it was my first car. Uh, her old one. She, uh, in 1977, got a Cadillac Coupe de Ville.
8: Ooh, uh, fancy. Burgundy with burgundy
7: leather interior. Whoa. Very fancy. And drove it from 77 until I suppose I started driving it in 92. So it was 15 years old, showing Perfect. a little bit of body wear, but had uh, 200,000 miles, drove perfectly, Man. and was a great first car to cruise around in uh, Did as you a sell teenager. It to you? She's not that cutthroat Is that Uh, that your approach?
1: My father would have sold it to us (laughs) (laughs) Even if if it was 50 bucks We would have had to pay
4: Interestingly (laughs) enough In 1991 I was My first marriage went down in flames, and I got to drive a divorce mobile, which I bought for $500. It was a 78 Coupe DeVille.
7: It's a great car.
4: And I uh, finally sold it when things were getting better a couple years later. It was great. It it just did, it liked gasoline, as I remember. Uh, Liked it a lot. I was not aware that that you've ever been divorced. I know. It's shocking, isn't it? So I started playing Monday night. It's at the Blue Saloon in Frogtown. And a couple weeks after I'd sold the car, I was going in there to set up, and I saw it. At the corner and it looked way nicer than it ever did when i owned it so we walk into the neighborhood the the, the band was upstairs up the flight of stairs the neighbors all hung out in the the Bar on the corner, and I walked in and said, "Who owns that Coupe de Ville outside?" And this huge black guy turns around and goes, "That's mine. Why?" And I said, "I used to own that car." And He goes, "Really? I want to ask you some questions here." Outside, it, <laughs> <might appear. laughs> it was really nice. So.
7: Well, I fell oh, for my, I, I, you know, I fell in love with the car, and so when I was finishing law school, I was trolling around, seeing what cars were available, and I found another one for sale for with forty thousand miles. Oh wow! And uh, I was graduating, and my first uh, baby lawyer car was another seventy-seven Coupe de Ville, which I kept until I had a first child.
4: Now, what kind of law did you specialize in? You you graduated from the university. I, I did,
7: yeah, and I still am practicing. And you know, the legislature is a part time job, yeah. and it pays like a part time job. Not that I'm complaining, but that's a fact of life that we all deal with. So, so I'm still a business lawyer. I work in house at technology okay. companies. That that is a, that is something. I know,
4: it, you know, with social media, there's so much fury about everything, and the. Um, you know the senate uh in the in the federal government they make what seems to be a pretty good wage 180 grand a, mo- a year a month, month. <laughs> that's it would be all good right. a, if it was it's a month of, that's I'd run, like actually, run. Yeah. Yeah, i like tom bernard
2: yeah ooh i'm surprised you know who i am <laughs> he just took Usually a shot at you. You just
4: know who i am they don't go
7: anywhere near me it's hilarious
4: but what do you make <laughs> as fun? a uh, uh, a legislator in minnesota isn't it like 35 or 40
7: we got a big pay raise to $45,000 a year Okay, so people that everybody, everybody and making
4: the swimming in the high
2: in dough. The, swimming, the, swimming in, in the, the high big dough. Dough. Well,
7: lawyers make good money, though. So you're doing fine. I'm doing all right. I'm That's not complaining. Yeah. But you do have to have two jobs to yeah. make it work. Well, good. And that's a good idea. It is a good idea. I agree with that Because the, the schedule was
4: originally set up for agriculture, right? Mm-hmm. In the early days of the Oh, state. I bet. Yeah. That's
7: true. There used to be a session every other year. And so, you know, you would come make a budget for two years and leave and come back two years later if you got reelected. You know, I got to point out something
2: because <laughs> I was talking to Ryan. I said, you're my guy. He goes, actually, I'm not. My district is south of Highway 55. But the reason I just assumed you were is because your lawn signs are everywhere in our neighborhood. And I, why would that be if you're not even our guy? Apparently they don't know you're not our guy. You better just to
7: They're just yeah. enthusiastic. They're <laughs> very enthusiastic. He's a
4: Democrat. It's voter fraud. You understand how <laughs> oh, it works. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just a joke. I'm a, guy I'm a joke. It's, it's a, a joke. good guy, bad guy. That's uh, what this out. is. <laughs> he was all <laughs> cut it out. But no, I I just, but yeah, you have a lot of lawn signs up in our neighborhood along Golden Valley Road. So apparently everybody likes you. So
7: that's good.
1: Either that or they're wasting money.
7: Well, you might be remembering years (laughs) ago, the district lines changed.
2: Oh, this was recent. Okay. So, were you, how long have you been
7: serving our. our, our Doing what you do. I was elected. I said serving, not doing, but serving. (laughs) I was elected in 2006. Really? Uh, Served until 2015. I stepped down for a couple of years and ran again in 18.
2: You got elected when you were 29?
7: Yes, that's true, 29.
2: (laughs) You had to think that through. (laughs) Your math is faster than my math. I I I got one of those sad deals with math. It's just not good. It's not a good I've thing, got man. I one of
1: those sad deals with math. So, yeah, I was, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I, I <laughs> can what? see numbers, I, can
2: see that numbers that before I I can see numbers in my head before I say them. You're it's like Rain Man, good. basically, is what you're saying. I'm an excellent driver. It's so yeah. many ways. He's not <laughs> excellent an excellent
8: driver. driver. I am was, an excellent he driver. He
1: rear ended us while I was pregnant. <laughs> When we were on a road trip and he was driving behind us, right, and that's not my daughter Alex right
7: there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, well, we, that's why yeah. we passed saying. the hands-free law. <laughs>
2: just just yes. hey, the hands-free baby. By the way, one of the greatest ideas yes. of all time. I, I noticed disgusting. a huge. Difference. Have you? Yes,
4: I do. Not an and here's what I noticed: before that passed, and I drive a lot in the city, uh, you know, not on the highways. I every other stoplight, I'd be behind somebody, I'd have to honk at them yeah. to get them going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it. it Maybe happens once a week. If, if if less than that, so I, that's just personal experience. I-100, you still difference.
2: find some people doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know why that is on 100. they like, to, maybe it's on all the freeways. I like doing. Yeah. it. I don't really understand. You know, it's a numbers why. game.
4: It's not going to eliminate. Well, it. But yeah. if it cuts yeah, it down, that's fewer people get killed, and it's good.
2: I'm too big of a candy ass to do it. I cannot look down at anything and drive. I
7: can't. Oh, it scares me to death to do that. Because, I mean, you're, you're going along at 60. So how did you rear-end your wife and pregnant daughter? Well, he you tailgates
1: have <laughs> like crazy. I do
7: not tailgate.
1: Horribly. And oh, he's either accelerating guy. or braking. There's no coasting. What was it? the... Yeah, that's how That's dry. what you do <laughs> with the feet. I don't know
2: that you have to jump in, too, honey.
1: Hey, I was in the car that you hit. So. Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
2: You backed <laughs> into me, if I remember.
1: <laughs> <before>. <laughs> on the freeway?
2: We yes, just... you backed yeah, into it me reverse. on the freeway, absolutely. Right, I think it's a great thing that you're appearing on the show here because I, I think a lot of people uh, would like to hear the real person. And I you don't really see it that much. Even Governor Walls right now, you don't really see him just be himself all that often. You know, not that he, I, I understand he's a nice guy. I've never met him, but I understand that Governor Walls is a good guy. But you don't really see that personal side much anymore. And, and I don't, why do you think that
7: is? I think it's risky. You know, in this environment oh, okay. that we're in, you yeah. know, I, I'm pretty sure that nobody's perfect. And mm-hmm. so whenever you show too Except much for of yourself. Except my boss, Paul Walzer. Yes, you're Paul, Walzer's Paul perfect.
2: as he sent the check? I hope so. Okay, go right. ahead. Sorry, Ryan.
7: Well, he has you on doing this show. So that's, there are, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There must be something wrong somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 something's definitely wrong. Wow. <laughs> too I like this guy. It's <laughs> yeah, how
2: it All should right.
7: be. Life should be right there. But, you know, you got to be careful because everybody's looking for every single flaw. Yeah. And they're going to use it. And there's this whole army of people out there on social media. And the bigger you are, you know, on cable news and everywhere else, they're going to be looking. Remember when Obama got in trouble because he wore a tan oh, suit? Oh, that was a big crisis. I remember no. that.
4: It was like 2013 no. or something. Yeah. Why? They didn't have
7: anything else to bitch about that I, particular
4: week.
1: Never paid and they all went any mental.
2: Attention to that kind of Why did they but it's garbage. like his tan it's garbage. suit? It is garbage until you're the person. Who's the
1: well, target of it? of course,
2: yes. Oh, I, she's been through that, believe me. Being yeah. married to me, she's been down that road many times. I admire That's Ellen DeGeneres for path. sticking up for I her do, too. Bush. Ellen I DeGeneres. is just great. First of all, I think she's funny as hell anyway. Yeah, I do, too. And I really, really like the fact she stepped up and said, look, I, you know. And you know uh,
4: Michelle Obama is one of Bush's best friends? Yes. And those two are tight as tigers. It's yeah, just weird I, I that people would get incensed about
2: it. Ryan, that. do you think we'll ever drop this whole deal with, if you don't agree with me, I hate you?
7: We will have to, I I'm mean, one good. way or the other. Uh, I think hopefully the pendulum swings. This whole social media, cable news yeah. environment, it's, it's yeah. relatively new in our culture. And I think there's, there's already, uh, when I go to DFL dinners and I talk about how you need to have the courage to like listen to somebody else mm-hmm. and actually have a conversation and share some points of view if you don't agree, uh, they really respond positively to that. I think mm-hmm. people are hungering for that, but Good. there's nobody out there saying it or knowing how to do it, and you make too much money uh, in the media by playing up the right. conflict. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, peace yeah. and relaxation and cooperation are not, you know, that's not clickbait, right? right? So it's just the incentives are skewed. I think eventually the culture will sort of back off some of that because people will get really tired of it. We do have our uh,
4: call-in line is working, apparently. If anybody has any questions or comments, you can it's call us 612-295-1526. Do we have yep. the same number?
1: Well, we still use for the now. other for phone. Now. Yeah. Now. For now. Okay. We'll be transitioning we're, we're tra- to another phone. Well, but we're trying to keep the same number for those that would like to call in in the future. We've got to make some calls. They have to release I the old number. I have to make number. some calls. And then give it back to do I us. I need to talk It's oh, a thing. Yep. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Matt. So
4: that's. Oh, if you want to call 295 1526, I read your bio and you were an undergrad at Harvard. Is that right? That's what right. Did
7: you, what did you study and how did you get
4: to Harvard from
7: uh, Bemidji? Uh, dumb luck in part. Uh, so, uh, you know, my dad builds log homes for a living, mm-hmm. my mom's an x ray tech. I didn't go there because I was a legacy. But I, had, I was lucky that there was um, a girl a couple years older than me who went. And uh, came back to school and told us, basically, that if we got good test scores, we had a shot at getting into Ivy League schools. Wow. And if we got in, places like Harvard would make it affordable for your family, regardless of financial circumstances. And so I was sold. I thought, well, all right. Yeah. I learned something today that's going to be of value to me. I went home, told my mom I wanted to go to Harvard. And she kind of looked at me and just sort of paused a second. And Grabbed said, the bourbon. No, she just said, <laughs> she said, so, all right, what do we need to do? And my dad was on the phone with the admissions counselors out there before long. Huh. We had a garage sale. Well, and you had a different got, mom
1: than mine. <laughs> we got air,
7: had a garage sale to buy airline <laughs> tickets to go out and visit. Aww. And my dad can talk to anybody. Uh, and so at the end, he was talking to the admissions counselor, and she said, oh, tell him not to worry. We'll admit him. So wow. it was the only school I applied for.
2: That's amazing.
7: So you what didn't do story.
4: the Felicity Huffman deal and bribe the uh, track coach? To well, get, we don't know what kidding. she did. Was more she like gets big
2: Cadillacs. <laughs> is Lori going to prison for like ten years? Everybody else is like, I got week, two yeah. weeks, I got a month, I got two months. When we get to Lori, wow, oh, it's going to be a while. She was way out of line with the with the with the court system, and she is going to pay. For yeah, that. I
4: don't I don't that think that'll play well for her. What What was your degree in? Is it history? Oh, really? Okay. My dad uh, got his Ph.D. there and taught there from 64 till 70. That's how we wound up. He was not on the tenure track, so we had the family meeting. I was probably 12, and he goes, all right, we can go to the University of Minnesota or Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh. And you would probably not pick Biloxi today. I can't imagine what
2: it was like in 1970. Biloxi's not a bad town now, actually. 50 years later. Yeah, fifty years later. <laughs> well, there is that. But that whole it's it's a it's a, well, it's a big military
7: town. Yeah, my dad served in Biloxi good. in uh, the mid '60s. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And <laughs> no, I don't think it was a very nice town from his so. telling well, of the story. Going not really into a town, town, yeah. Really. yeah no, kind of a couple of casinos and areas. It was an area. education <laughs> for a kid from the North Woods, I suppose. Yeah. So, imagine, what so. Uh,
4: type of history did you study?
7: Uh, American history, you okay. know, especially political history. Kind of a natural tie-in with what I'm doing now. That's cool. That's very interesting,
2: actually. History is... Do they write it correctly these days? Because I understand that we're rewriting
7: a lot of our history these days. I don't know if that's true. History's always written that way. It it really is. It's always written according to the values of the time you're writing it, not according (laughs) to what happened in the moment. That's very, very true. So So we're changing our attitudes about a lot of things, and we're changing our attitudes about what happened in the past.
4: You'll appreciate this conversation. My son was think 16, and my daughter was 13, so it was three years ago. And we've always had great dinner conversations. And for some reason, they were having the classic big government, small government argument. And it was raging on for 10 minutes, and they're holding their own. And I'm like, you know, I'm not worried about this generation. They're smart. They get it. It's it's nice to tar them. <clears throat> So... My son, who's the older, says, you know, Ellie, maybe you should just read the Federalist papers. And she goes, What makes you think that I haven't?
2: I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome.
4: That was my story.
8: It was fun it's a great
2: you. story. I mean, it's Doug's it's Doug's not mine. your phone rings and game shot.
4: Quit picking on me. Well, you know what's supposed to happen. We?
2: Yeah, why shouldn't we? We're going to take a break in
4: about another 45 seconds. When we come back, I really want to talk about this new uh, initiative that the Minnesota uh, legislature is taking on about the EPA restrictions and electric cars and infrastructure. It's going to be – I've got a lot of questions about it. I've been in the car business since the early 80s. I've been studying electric cars. Uh, Some of it's kind of cool, and some of it I'm like, "Mm, do they really understand how this works? So that's what we'll be talking about. We'll actually talk about automotive stuff, not just picking on me. We're not oh, man, on we you. Were oh, picking on, we on
2: we or, you. We were picking on you. Pick on my phone. It's off. Your phone's <laughs> a disaster. People tune in for us to pick it's on It's a total you. disaster. I also want to ask Ryan a question. Now, do you, is North Minneapolis part of your area or at least part of North Minneapolis? Or no, not? no part of Minneapolis. Not, but, so who is that then that would be our our person? Uh, Mike Freiberg. Oh, Who's yeah. Something? Okay, Mike Freiberg. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I got some questions about that, too, even though it's not your just I, I don't understand. I, it was revealed to me and maybe it was up before but the biggest disparity between black workers and white workers in america is in the fifth district of minneapolis in america how is that possible think about that and come up with a great the answers answer. for you. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, there you go i just don't see how that's possible one of the wealthiest states in the country we'll be
4: right back with this and more exciting information all right. <laughs>
2: Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Tom Bernard here. And with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common?
6: Not only 30 years, but two generations.
2: Never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
6: Thanks, friend. And you are <laughs> real nice, Chuck <laughs> Nabla. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Nabla. Well, back down. No, what does that look on your face? Down. The audio's
8: not.
2: In-
5: sounds
1: different
2: today. Sounds fine to me. Really? That I if it's What are you, high? No, Probably, I mean, again. Did
1: THC before you got? No, 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 no. I... Medical, of course. Mommy high Medical. again. Medical. Yeah. No, I've been having issues with my headphones ever since yeah. I came in here. Do you want like a new one? I'm constantly adjusting. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just sitting in a bad spot. You'll
4: be <laughs> fine. Don't. don't worry.
2: Don't yeah. do All right. I got questions. Good uh-huh. lock. Thank you. So,
4: um we're here with Ryan Winkler, who's the majority leader of the House of Representatives at the state of Minnesota, and I went to a press conference in South St. Paul that Mayor Jimmy Francis invited me to, the man mm-hmm. who seems to be everywhere, and the governor was announcing a new initiative for greener, cleaner cars, um, and there's was a, a couple of different parts to it, and I know you guys can't be experts on everything, but this is what I understood him to be trying <laughs> to do. Did you
2: see the phrase he just made? That was you what? can't be experts on everything, and Ryan goes, well, you
4: know, <laughs> automobiles are, I mean, cars funny. are my entire
2: life other than
4: my funny. kids. I mean, it's just a small part of what you have to know about. Thanks, Tom. No, I was
2: complimenting our guests, that's all. <laughs> so it
4: essentially, he did a couple of things. There's a initiative, and I think there's 14 or 15 states that are co- are, are following the California standards. And the reason for that is uh, ever since the EPA was created, they had tailpipe emission uh, regulations, and it would get stricter and stricter every year. Obama administration really put out some tough ones. The manufacturers were well on their way to hitting it, although it looked like it was, they weren't going to quite get there. Uh, the current administration decided that they wanted to roll back uh, the, the, uh, the restrictions for cars to an older level. And California is like, yeah, they've had a waiver since the first law was written in 1970 that they could set their own. So a bunch of uh, states, from what I understand, Minnesota is now one of them, are going to follow the, uh, the California standard. And in addition, four of the largest automakers in the world, and remember right, it's Honda, Ford, BMW, and Volkswagen have signed up uh, for the California standard, which is a little less respect- restrictive than the previous Obama one, but it's, it's more difficult than the... Uh, what the Trump administration's uh, proposing, and this is likely to wind up in the Supreme Court, I think. Uh, it's, it's setting up to be a big court battle, but, but the, the, the main part of the governor's conversation, which I was confused about, is he said, you know, um, we need more electric vehicle availability in the state of Minnesota, and this, I don't know if it's a law or if it's just something that they're trying to do, we'll make that happen, uh, from a retailer's, and he also said, you know, if you have an F-150, it doesn't, we're not going to make you buy an electric car. You can continue your life, but we're going to make it easier for people to purchase electric vehicles. And, and from what he was saying, it sounded like he thought it was a supply issue. From a retailer, I can tell you that that's really not the case. You know, we try to control our inventory like every business does. If you're selling, if you're the milk manager at Cub, and you sell 100 gallons of milk a week, you don't want to have 300 gallons of milk in stock because you'll have to throw it out. Well, you don't throw cars away; it just costs money to carry them. And we don't. You know, we we carry uh, Nissan Leafs, Chevy Volt, Chevy Bolts. We have uh, quite a few hybrids actually we're talking about plug-in hybrids and pure electric cars but you know they sell okay but they don't sell great the other thing that's happening yes Catherine,
1: are there are there electric cars that can deal with two feet of snow and ice
4: um (laughs) just a question there's that's a really good question there are uh the next generation that's coming out is going to be all-wheel drive electric cars i think jaguar makes one already There's a company out of New York that's going to have one on the market in 2021, 750 horsepower, a 500-mile range, and it's bigger than a Suburban, and it's all electric. So, yeah, they're coming. Right now, you know, they started with, like, the Nissan Leaf, which is a really small car. Mm -hmm. But my question is, we already don't have a great demand for it, and I think part of it's because the gas prices have been stable. And what a lot of people don't know is the federal tax incentives to buy electric vehicles is sunsetting this year. In October, it got cut in half from right. $7,500 to 30, dollars Is that right? Yes. Uh, and it's going to go away the first of the year. So essentially, these vehicles, I, I don't see gas going up, and these cars are going to get more expensive in the future. Why does the governor and I don't meet I'm going to ask you to try to speak for him the best you can. Why does he think that it's an av- availability issue when in my mind it's just people don't there aren't it's a very small segment of the population that wants to buy these.
7: Well, I think the governor is probably looking at what tools he has available to try to make us move in this direction. I mean, at some point probably there's going to be a tipping point and this will be the thing that everybody's moving to. It's been building obviously. It's been uh, that you know, electric vehicle sales are growing dramatically, mm-hmm. but they're still very small as a percentage, and people aren't trusting it. I mean, you know, I travel a lot to northern Minnesota, and I'm not sure that an electric vehicle would be the best way for me to get there and back. A lot, on a a lot of you're basis, right. right. A lot of them don't have the. And range. that's Minnesota's lifestyle. Yeah. It's coming, uh, but I think what the governor is probably doing is looking at the tools he has available to try to, you know, push the marketplace and to push the car the car culture in Minnesota t- more towards electric or anything that's going to do uh, a lot less carbon emissions. And, you know, you know, it makes sense in my mind that if the federal government's going to be rolling back the clean car standard, uh, states have power. We'll see how much power they have in order to uh, fill in the gap. And we're seeing that all, you know, I don't have to get too much into partisan politics, but clearly the Trump administration is not prioritizing uh, carbon emissions or the climate crisis right now. And so you're seeing states stepping up and you're seeing corporate America, frankly, being the leaders in changing our, you know, carbon emissions footprint well, as I much as possible. So I think that's that. what the governor is trying to do.
1: Okay. okay. So everybody goes to an electric car. We have to have all these power plants to plug your cars in. Is that better?
7: Well, right now it is cheaper to build a new windmill than it is to operate an existing coal plant. Right. So it's adding more capacity to the system with renewables is extremely cost effective right now. So, you know, we're not, you know, and this is what happens when we need to make a big change. Sometimes uh, the government has to set a standard that's out there a ways for people to meet. And then the marketplace figures out how to do that with new technology. People figure out Regardless of what the government does, this is, change is coming, and I want to get out there and make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You saw that with Texas Wildcatters suddenly going out to site wind farms and solar farms because mm-hmm. they knew that they needed land, they knew how to find land, and they knew that renewables would be the thing in the future. So, setting a standard and saying this is where we need to get in order to protect our, wa- our water, our air, our you know, a lot of things um, is kind of the role. And then we hope over time that. The business community and innovation and so forth will kind of help us figure out how to get there. And if not, then we need to figure out how to change the policy as we go along. But we have to set the direction. But but you are right. I mean,
4: if you're powering electric vehicles with coal plants, you're, it is a little bit more efficient, but it's probably not worth the brain damage. And I right. can tell you, and speaking from the auto manufacturers, they don't want two different standards because it's it increased their cost of production, and then mm-hmm. you can't move cars from one state to the other. And it used to be that way in the 80s. California had their own standards, and for trading cars back and forth was a nightmare. Yeah. So that's part of the reason that the manufacturers are getting involved.
7: And, and you know, that's also something that has often happened where states will, will push and eventually it becomes enough states and there's differences happening and the Federal Government says, all right, we have to standardize this. But the push that came from the states initially is what led the Federal Government to take action, which doesn't, you know, as I think we all know happen all that often or quickly.
4: So two questions and I, I do agree that electric cars are the future if you look at Europe and in China, oddly enough, they're really it's becoming a larger part of their uh, automotive availability. Oh,
1: they'd um, like to breathe air over there. Yeah, well, We're I think the Chinese realized.
4: the trouble, trouble with, with that? With that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they realized in, in <laughs> Beijing when you couldn't see the stoplights, yeah. they needed to yeah. clean maybe, it up a little bit.
7: Maybe we should do something. Which <laughs> is interesting. They just redefined what uh, vision means. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right.
4: But two things come to mind. One is recharge stations is that something the government steps in and pays for so on and so forth and secondly is you know we fund all of our uh, infrastructure in minnesota roads through gas tax it's the only thing gas tax can be used for if i understand that correctly yep. if our revenue from gas tax declines how do we pay for all this stuff
7: well that is an issue but it's probably an issue for 20 years from now yeah and but a- we'll start see- feeling it i think in town we will uh, at my prediction would be, and that I will tell you this: the older get, a problem, ten we'll years doesn't it.
4: seem that far away. <laughs> As a younger person, it seems like all oh, ten yeah, years. Suppose, but, the, the
7: but the current gas tax debate is for you know the needs we have over the next twenty years. If electric cars take off and we're running short of revenue in the in the trunk highway fund because people aren't paying gas taxes, then we will figure out how to address that new world. But oh, they'll figure the out a way of
1: raising taxes. Trust me.
7: Yeah, that's <laughs> something. mean yeah, that <laughs> by at. they, you mean like the Ryan.
1: government? <laughs> He's pointing
2: to himself, they will find it. I will say this: I, I've had two electric cars in my life. I had the very first Tesla in the state of one of the first in the country, as a matter of fact. Uh, loved it. Well, la dee da. But it did a thing yeah. called <laughs> Look bricking.
8: It is. That
2: if your battery somehow disconnected from the car or went dead, you could not move the car. So if yeah. I was on on ninety four and my car stopped, my Tesla stopped. You couldn't push it. You couldn't tow it. Couldn't they get to, out,
1: right? Yeah, right. Weren't you stuck You're still
2: stuck it? in that car on
7: 9984.
2: Yeah. Right. I'd <laughs> still be there. They would have to fly a battery in, put it in the car, and then move it. So I said, well, I can't drive a car like that. So That's I sold that. Nice and then Doug lined me up with an ELR, which I absolutely loved that car. That it was, was a plug-in hybrid. Though. A hybrid, mm-hmm. yeah. Loved the car, but, but that didn't sell well either. Why didn't well, that well
4: I think that's a marketing issue with General Motors they had the ELR was the Cadillac version of the Chevy Volt really good the Chevy Volt I thought was a phenomenal vehicle and that it was electric powered, but it also had a gasoline engine in it, so when the Mm -hmm. electric charge, which was good for about 40 miles, went bad. You had another two or 300 miles of range on electric power and it was a decent car. But because they called it the Volt and they never explained it properly, people thought it was an all-electric car and all the fears that people
2: have about electric car, which they call range anxiety.
4: And and it's justifiable. Absolutely. Mm
2: Yeah, well, the Tesla went 225. I do remember that. Yeah, it'll go 225 miles. Uh, not HR. 225
7: miles per hour. Well, that t- actually, those Teslas are really fast. <laughs> they were really
1: fast. Yeah, it felt like a Batmobile. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. I just it's feel weird. like you should, I, in, in my opinion, I went. I went. You know, the technology four years after everybody starts it. It's like yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. want this year's right, iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I want last year's tried and true. As she says as she touches this year's iPhone. No, this is not this year's iPhone. Mm-hmm. Huh. You just got that. It's not It's not this year's iPhone. Oh. That's the pro.
4: So, Ryan, uh, what's going on here? Andy's getting married on Sunday, and the family's all at Twitter, and they've just been fighting with themselves I all have week. No, have I've not been fighting with anyone. You're not fighting? Been You're been
1: fighting all the time. It's
2: <laughs> <my> <laughs> life fighting for the rights of such people. happy but,
4: occasions. But the
1: same thing with the Tesla. I, I, you know, you wait a couple of years till they get the bugs yeah. worked yeah. out. No, they're getting better and buy, better. And then you buy it.
4: The range is getting better, and they're getting less expensive every year. That's what's going on. Yeah, some,
2: I loved it. I loved electric cars, both of them. I just loved them, but they just weren't functional
7: at that yeah. time. Well, what was the first generation iPhone like, and what is it doing now? Right, it's yeah. not, th- and it's not yeah. that long. It's not that long ago. It was 2006 when the first one came out, and it feels like how could we not have that every bit of part of our yeah, life every day? True. When well, you
2: were a kid in Bemidji, was Hello Central? <laughs> yeah, Murray Hill, My, my, six, four, my the grandmother
7: had a party line, did she and really I remember that. that
2: phenomenal. My, that's how I knew because I was born in Long Prairie. Minnesota. Okay, and my grandma had a party line. And You pick up the phone, it was like there's somebody already on your
1: phone. Yeah, small party town line. That was a very common thing line. in small town. Uh,
7: <laughs> it wasn't really a party. I no, yeah. no, no, it was not no. a party. <laughs>
4: basically okay. a way to spy on your neighbors well
2: you re- i will tell you one time i did pick up the phone and i should not have heard what i was hearing i'll tell you that because okay. apparently they they used to do sex talk on phones back in those on days on party so like, lines what? really i mean think yeah oh yeah oh, absolutely God. that was oh, it's long prairie you know? is that you know? even
4: monogamous i don't know <laughs> yeah, party line? yeah. Don't know.
2: well it was the 70s right that was the 60s or, yeah, the early 60s. Yeah, my kind of grandparents thing. had one in Maine, too.
1: Can you imagine That's how phenomenal. crazy people would be today if they had to oh, pick a vote. To... Oh, sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, st- exactly. God, sorry, still can't use yeah, the
4: vote. Can you imagine? That's exactly right. <laughs> Think of somebody else.
2: Yes. <laughs> mind. Think of somebody else. Sex
4: calls. Right? I know what you're talking It was talking a joke. Hurry
2: up. Oh,
1: no, you didn't segue ahead. out of that yet. Okay. I'm
4: Sorry.
2: That's cold.
7: <laughs> Stuck there.
1: On,
7: That's cold.
4: That's all I know. You know, I I do have another question, um, and this is about infrastructure. You know, there was an attempt to raise the gas tax right after uh, the election was over, and it, it it was a short-lived attempt. And people that the thing that I heard all the time is we've got a one and a half billion dollar surplus, roughly. Why don't we just spend that money on the roads? What what do you know? What the need for Uh, cost-wise for the infrastructure actually is?
7: The best estimate is that it's about uh, uh, $6.6 billion over 10 years. So uh, 20-cent gas tax basically covers that cost. And it's important to know that 20 cents was 5 cents a year phased in over 4 years. So it's not all at once. I don't... I don't even think anybody would know what had happened. Five cents, you know, once a year. Probably nobody would even realize it happened, right? No, I
2: think that's true, yeah.
7: Uh, So it was to cover the whole cost and to be honest about, you know, Minnesota. You know, we're a state that wants great schools. We want to have a health care system that looks after people when they're old or when they can't take care of themselves. We used to have a great road system. Mm-hmm. We have the fifth biggest road system in the country of any you know among really? the states, really? and so it costs money to have a decent road system, and we pay for it through the gas tax. We don't have to have it, but if we want it, that's how we pay for so it. So, how
4: much of this stuff was labeled to build new roads? And I know it's just a general question. And then how much is to repair you know crumbling infrastructure, yeah, I, like bridges, and stuff like that? I
7: think a lot of it is just. Re- you know, maintaining what we have, taking care of bottlenecks. I don't think any of it is you – know, it's not like we're planning a new uh, freeway ring or something like that. It's just to kind of keep the system functioning and expanding rats. for population growth. What did you yeah. say? Rats. 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 <laughs> Catherine really. would like her own highway. I
1: would like – yeah,
2: I would like our highways yeah, to this be is much wider. by, Dougie. We've
4: got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our final segment with uh, Ryan Winkler on Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets.
2: Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutrimost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did, and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food Forever. You know, Hibbing, Bemidji, what's the difference?
8: Yeah, northern Minnesota. Northern Minnesota. Iron Range
2: versus not Iron Range. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. Yeah, but not bad. You know, you got you, you got Bob Dylan, you got Kevin uh, McHale. You got some pretty good people from that area I'm not sure I quite belong in that category. On, you know, come on. Well, yeah, Dylan was sort of an oddball. Like I love Bob Dylan. I, to this day, I, since I was a, like a 12-year-old, I thought, my God, this guy's smart. Hell of a guy. Yeah. It's true. Ryan Winkler in studio with us. It's it's pretty interesting just to sit down. I, you know, Ryan, I think what particularly in Minnesota – the politicians in the state should spend more time doing interviews like this because... You should invite us more often. I invite no, people we're gonna, and they never, ever show. We're going to
4: use this as the reason why people should come in. <clears throat> Look, okay. the evil I've Tom ended, Bernard didn't kill him until the last segment.
2: I've oh, invited that's... Jacob Fry. Actually, I've endorsed two candidates in the last two races. They both won, and neither one of them ever talked to me again. <laughs> I mean, there are some bizarre people in politics. You do have to win. <laughs> uh, that's not a tough one. <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's not a tough one. The
1: Minnesotans seem to really like bizarre politicians. Yeah, you, well, it is. Present I mean, company excluded, of course.
7: No, it's like. <laughs> yeah, they don't like me that much. <laughs> Let's have Jesse
4: Ventura be the governor, and then we'll oh, elect Michelle God. Bachman, and I, then.
1: It's just.
4: Do you hear what she she Darkness I mean, Dave? It's uh-uh. a crazy
1: town.
2: Jesse Ventura right? told Darkness Dave. I'd like to talk to Tom again sometime if he ever apologizes. <laughs> I <Like, I'll> apologize <laughs> to you? Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, over the years, but I think it's very, it'd be very good for the people, you know, for the people out the voters out there, that, to get to know all of you a lot better because a lot of people in that arena seem very distant. They're not, it almost seems like they're not even part of the community. And I think that's a big mistake. I think to step up like you're doing today is a really good idea. I think
7: a lot of us would like to be, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not obvious what the avenues for doing that are. Well,
2: I've been inviting people on the KQ Morning Show for about 30 years, and so far, Tim Pawlenty and Norm Coleman, uh, Betsy Hodges has come on, and then never talked to me again. Uh, and then you got, well, Dean Phillips came on this show, and then, well, you know, the Burnett family, Ryan Burnett. Yes. Well, yeah. Ryan and I are partners in some things. Okay. And he asked me if I would interview Dean Phillips because they've known, you know, the Phillips family mm-hmm. and the Bernard family have known. So he, we had him in one day. How long ago was that, Andy? Just before the that's election? While, yeah. It? Mm-hmm. About a year ago. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. a year. A little more than a year ago, probably.
7: I like to mix it up. That might make me a little bit different from some others. Mix it up as far as what's concerned. Back and forth. You, you know, I don't mind. anything yeah. you throw at me is fine.
2: I don't care. See, I think that's terrific. But I, I think a lot of these guys, men and women. Well, you are such a disaster. It's a call
4: from the governor. I got to take this. Tim Walls, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Uh, You know what? I learned something from our governor that I didn't know. Because remember, Ryan, I grew up in North Minneapolis, so I don't know a whole lot about all this hunting, fishing stuff and all the rest of it. But I watched the the governor's opener, right? And I said, I have a question for you. Why would you wear camouflage to go fishing?
4: (laughs) So you can't find the body. (laughs)
2: But apparently <laughs> a lot of people do that now, They, they, they that hunters, fishers. Well, a lot old, of do.
7: people who go fishing, uh, that's the clothes they own. Yeah, I was going to say what yeah. yeah, else are you going to wear? That, right? that, that makes know, sense. It's yeah. true. Well, I think that's the argument
2: right there. And I wasn't trying to tell you, say that Tim Wall's a moron or something. I just thought, why would you wear camp? The fish are like, I can't see anybody up in that boat. Can you? <laughs> Looks good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. But, but apparently mean, everybody does that I, now. Yeah,
1: I, th- I agree. I think it's a great idea for politicians to talk to People really outside is. of their arena because it, it does seem like politicians can't speak to anybody unless they're all agreeing on the same thing. Right or wrong, it's like we've decided that this is what we're gonna talk about and that we're gonna talk about that until people drop over. It's from... called
7: message discipline. Exactly but yeah. it's really, really boring. It's
1: really boring and people are like, Well, if I can't ask a question about it and you can't go off topic, how much do you really know about it, you know? It seems disingenuous in a lot of ways.
4: So what do you see as the biggest, I don't want to say issues or challenges, what, what are you hoping you guys can accomplish in this session?
7: Oh, it's going to be tough. We have a Republican Senate and a DFL House. And in divided government, the general presumption is if it doesn't have to happen, it won't happen. Right. And so we passed a budget last year. That had to happen. It funds yep. the government for two years. Typically, in the next session, we pass a capital investment bill to fund infrastructure projects around the state. That probably has to happen next year. I mean, uh, money is basically free. You know, we can borrow money for almost no cost at this point. And so, because of the bond rating? B- bond rating and just the you know interest rates. And we've got clean water infrastructure needs, You know, sewer plants in small towns in greater Minnesota that they just can't pay for it on their own. Uh, people who want to do industrial parks, people who have transportation, bridges, uh, community centers. There's all sorts of things that we can be helping to make sure that every part of the state has the basic infrastructure in place to be successful. So a bonding bill would be very good. Republicans should want it because a lot of those projects are in their districts. Democrats want it because it creates union jobs, and we believe in investment all over the state. So that should happen. Beyond that, it's hard to know what will happen. Uh, Really, the only way to do it is to build uh, support with a person on the opposite side of the aisle early mm. and keep working the issue and exactly. working the issue. But they don't do that anymore. We do a lot of it, but we it's am- just not the stuff that's very interesting. Oh, you know, okay. It just doesn't make the headlines. Most of the bills that pass the Minnesota House and the Minnesota Senate pass with overwhelming bipartisan support. And what usually happens is things are controversial. They sit, They people work on it for a few years, and they bring it back once everybody kind of agrees that this works. Oh, okay. And then we move it through.
2: I just, I I literally would like to see someday, particularly on the national level. These people offer very, very poor examples. And by these people, I mean our president does, Pelosi does, Schumer does. My God, would you calm down? You're not, neither of you is the devil. So let's relax. Do you think that'll ever happen on a national basis again?
7: It has to. Good. Good. It has to. to And, you know, it's some, you know, you have to kind of take the big picture view. Coming out of World War II, like Americans right. were united. People were mm-hmm. very community-oriented. There was all this sort of collective goodwill.
1: Like after nine eleven.
7: 11 Yeah, and, and yeah. it's been sort of a slow decline. And then you add technology, cable news, social media. And you, now people can just say whatever they want, however nasty they want to be. And yeah. nobody knows who they are, and they, they make can stuff up. And, right. They, and and then suddenly that gets picked up in media. That's the stuff that gets yeah. people's attention. All the things that people want out of government are not being. You know, nobody pays attention to it because it's not hot. It's not exciting. It's not you know, uh, turning on uh, people's viewership. It's not creating clicks. It's just the the incentives are all skewed that yeah. opposite direction. Okay. But eventually people will be tired of it.
2: I hope you're right, because I'm tired of I
7: really it. hope it happens in November 2020, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> hey, look, like I said before, if you want to be president, you're not my
2: kind of person. So, you know, it just, it's a whole different deal. I, I I don't think I've ever had a president that I went, oh, my God, do I hate that person. I think I've watched them make decisions, and I thought, why would you ever do that? Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Um. I think the number one problem that, that our listeners have at KQRS and to this podcast is they just want to know where the money went. All the trillions of dollars, where did it go? You know, That's a fair question, isn't
7: it? It is. It's all public information, and yeah. you could spend a whole yeah. year following it all. <laughs> yes, and most people could. don't want to spend their time doing that. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's a
2: lot of money out there. And people go, I, I just – well, you know, we were t- I brought it up briefly. To Mr. Winkler, the fact that that uh, the fifth district in Minneapolis, it, it, there's the biggest disparity between black workers, or I think just black citizens and white citizens, but I think it's it, it, it based on on uh, jobs and and such. And you said income you had disparity. Income disparity, I, I, but I don't understand in a in a, in a in a state that's as liberal as Minnesota is, that's as wealthy as Minnesota is. How does that happen? I don't. And you said you have a theory
7: on that. Well, my theory is that Minnesota traditionally has worked really well with a homogenous society where people know each other. They work together. They're used to functioning together. And it's sort of like Scandinavia. They all sort of see each other in each other. Mm -hmm. And it can be very high performing. That's why we have high incomes, great education, high voter turnout, all of these things, high uh, charitable contributions and civic participation. All of those things are positives. Uh, And it's worked really well but when you have people who are different moving in and the nature the demographics of the state change you might have learned all the wrong lessons about how to welcome in new people, about yeah, how to reach people point. who are different from you, and figure out a way to work together. And I think we're very, we're very divided geographically. The mm-hmm. disparities you talked about are in health and in education and all sorts of things. Right. So we sort of have to learn how to function a little bit differently in Minnesota in order to be successful in the world as it is in front of us.
2: You know, you're the only one who's ever answered that correctly. I've asked that of many people. And the reason I know that is this, and I've, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody about it at this May Catherine and I probably talked about it. But uh, the show Morning Show started 34 years ago. And uh, it took off right away. I was very, very lucky and the show got huge and all the rest of it. And after a few years of getting beaten to a pulp by the Star Tribune and the, all the TV stations and the Pioneer Press and the politicians and all the rest of it, I actually, and I won't rat the guy out because he's no longer with us, but I asked the politician, a big-shot big politician, I said, what is the problem at the state level with me? I don't understand what is the problem. And the guy said just what you said. Well, Tom, you have to understand, you're not like us. You're 100% right because I was an inner-city kid who didn't act like a white guy to them. Does that make sense to you?
7: Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, cultural things that people of Scandinavian and German, oh, and yeah. you know, the Yankees founders of this state <laughs> have in common, yeah. and it's Minnesota is you know we're thick with those kinds of people, and I'm one oh, of yeah. those you know, well, don't you, see don't, you, you that, don't, You're not you, that kind of person. Though. Well, you, you know, you don't cut in line at the Lutheran church dinner, right? <laughs> and if you do, nobody <laughs> yes, will exactly. say anything, but everyone will remember for oh, three yeah. generations that you did that. <laughs> so you're like the East, price. with the zipper <laughs> merger, I'll good. pull
4: over, even though I'm a mile away
7: from the end of it? That I know is, you're not supposed to do that. No, that is like... so, like, I have little patience for Minnesota drivers. <laughs> oh. Well, there is Or that. the vigilante out on the left lane deciding how fast everyone else should go. So now, Ryan,
2: just because you've been here for an hour, now I, I have somebody I might be able to vote for for governor someday. That was a very good response. Most people don't understand that about this state. They don't want to admit that there are a, a huge section of
7: Minnesotans who don't want you around them if you're not like them. You didn't go to elementary school together, so why would I get to know you? Oh, that that's exactly
2: so true. Absolutely true, Ryan. You're a very. Yeah. Your mom and dad real smart course they are okay well good <laughs> goes, well, of course they your are. kid went to harvard they have to be <laughs> yeah, smart well, right? that's true I, well, yeah but your dad went to harvard what happened to you, Thank you very much. selling cars <laughs> selling he's cars.
1: got street smart that's right they <laughs> have other talents i'm very happy
2: i asked that question because i've never gotten over that for 30 years i went what do you mean i'm not like you and it's just a it's it's a cultural deal, obviously. You know, in fairness, college, though, you're
4: every once in a while you'll <laughs> say something like, "All politicians are scumbags." That no,
7: that can be off I, putting. I said a couple of people, I, you know, <laughs> and I, all I, the lot ones lot he was thinking of at the time. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> really, very true. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Look, it's
2: very, very frustrating when you try to talk to somebody about something and they won't even respond. Yeah. And it's only because I'm an inner city guy. And they, the, Minnesotans still cannot deal with inner city people in this state. They can't deal with us. Well,
4: because there aren't very many. I mean, there aren't very many. That's you know, true. You really have two. Actually, it's one. If Minneapolis and St. Paul are so close to each other. Yeah.
7: Yeah. No, it's very true. It, but It, it We it weren't part, you know, the big migration of African-Americans to northern cities right. happened here, but not like Detroit or not other like places. Detroit, right. You know, we remained very white for a very long time. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. And I'm just the wrong
2: kind of white guy. You know, they all talk about you're the wrong kind of black guy. Well, I'm the wrong kind of white guy. I mean, it's just it's just how it is. Oh, you you seem to be
7: doing OK. Yeah. Well, fight,
2: fight the power, brother! Fight the power. <laughs> That's all I know. Get
4: your hands off my car. <laughs>
2: but that—that that is terrific. I'm really glad that you would. So, so you know Mike, Michael Bryant that well that you would accept this invitation to come on and talk to Doug.
7: Absolutely, he's That's a constituent I, of mine. I
2: will tell you what, he Michael Bryant is one of my favorite people. In the world. I learned a lot from Doug and Michael Bryant, as a matter of fact, because I was never really, I, I was never really conservative. I might. Matter of fact, if I you know you do the testing, I test out a little bit left of center. That's where I test out of my views. But people who don't share the, that kind of centrist position think you're extreme anyway. So, basically, I get the people on the far right and the far left both going, oh, my God, you're such a liberal. Oh, my God, you're such a conservative. It's,
7: well, you can't, can't be both. You, you, you can't be a public figure and worry too much about what people say. That's true. No, you, that's true. That's a very good Well, point. And it does seem like president's right. The president's a good example of that.
1: Right now. It can, <laughs>
7: it can be taken too far.
1: <laughs> it does seem like right and now. And he is obsessed
7: politics. with what people say about oh, him. He oh, is, man.
1: God, he's such a baby.
7: <laughs> okay, can I close with my Donald Trump? Story?
2: You can do
1: whatever you
4: want; it's your show. Donald just Trump, my name The Art of the
2: Deal came out in paperback, right? And I had never met Donald Trump, but he came on the morning show, and he comes on the morning show. And I know people on, on the show have heard it many times, but it's it's a fascinating story. In that, so here's Donald Trump, one of the richest guys in the United States, one of the richest guys in the world. He comes on the show, and he goes, "Hey, Tom, how you doing?" I said, "Great." And he goes, "How's Catherine, my wife?" And I said, "We She's go way wonderful. back." Yeah, you and Donald. You
5: and Don.
2: I said, she's great. He goes, well, how about Andy and Alex? They doing well? I'm like, he knew my kids. He knew my wife. He knew what I did. He knew what I, he has really good people behind him. Now, he doesn't always let that come out of his mouth, but the people behind him back then in business were very, very good at it. I also know, by the way, and people do get upset with me on the right, but Donald Trump, I have watched Donald Trump cheat people out of money. I just, I have. I mean, whether it's in a building project or a golf course or putting in 500 trees at his, at his golf course in Palm, West Palm Beach and then not paying for them. I have no respect they for somebody They weren't put in that. properly. Oh, that's right. You, you put them in pay the ground for shoddy wrong. Shoddy but the roots painting. are supposed to be pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what, I, what I'm trying to do, I'm, and I'm really glad you came in, because maybe it'll open the door and people will realize that if they do come on the show, I'm not going to lambaste them and call them idiots. I mean, I, I, I will at the
7: end. The danger is that we go <laughs> off and then you keep talking.
2: No. don't. That's a good point. But if you're not a prick, then I won't do that. <laughs> no, I don't do that to people. I don't savage my guests. Only I, a couple of times it's happened. And I like these long-form no
4: form interviews, because you can't fake it for 45 minutes. You no, can fake exactly it for three right. or four and
2: tout the party line,
4: whether it's politics or whatever you're trying to sell, but for you know longer term, it's impossible. Long
7: range, what what are your goals in politics? Did you want to be governor someday? My goals are uh, to make as much of a difference as I can wherever I'm at the, at the time, and that people. sounds like a political answer, no. but the fact of the matter is that you can't predict. Politics changes all the time. Yeah, People spend their whole careers with a plan, and they're going to do this office and that office and that office, yep. and they're going to calculate their way through. It's a waste of time. Life is short. Do what you can where you're at. And if things turn out, great. And, and, and you would say
2: that serving all your constituents is important. Of course. Man, a lot of people don't think that. Man.
7: Well, <laughs> I, think, that. I, think people get a, I think people don't know what level of commitment yeah. uh, their elected officials make. And especially at the state legislative level or the local level. You are doing this with a lot of us with a significant financial sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We, you don't agree with each other, but you—you you know, at the state house of representatives, just about everybody there is doing it because they believe in bettering the yeah. state. Yeah, I and that. it's you know, so there's a Minnesota. I don't know other states. Minnesota is fortunate to have a whole lot of people working in government who care a lot and are doing their very best. I think that's true. I think that is true.
2: Um, do you mind if, if I get the contact information for you from your person? Because I'd love to have you on the morning show once sure, in a while. Sure, happy to Cause, do it. Because li- what I like to do is offer both sides uh, of the coin. Like I tried to do it this morning, because Mike Lindell is a big time supporter of, of Donald Trump. And he's, matter of fact, he's going to be the Not a big fan more.
7: of the pillow either. What'd you
2: <laughs> There you go.
7: Right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> had to have a Can take shot. that knife out of
7: my back?
6: There. Get that last dig. Actually
2: last night, last night a, a news anchor, a national news anchor, somebody brought up I don't know who to I, Oh, I think it was Bill Clinton actually. They were talking about presidents and misbehaving and blah blah blah. So of course you're eventually going to get to Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton and people like that. And the guy said, "Bill Clinton has bedded more women than my pillow." Oh. <laughs> that's a pretty good. Yeah. See, that is funny. That's a funny line. Yeah. I'm sorry. That but... a and shot. you know your company's made it when you're the j- part of the joke. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yes, I, if you don't mind, I'll reach out to your people. Happy to. And I'd love. Well, to Well, if you're you on the okay show.
4: with it, I just got your cell number. I can just give it to him. Well, oh, I don't want your direct
2: cell number because I'll call you. And go, Jesus Christ, Winkler. No, I won't. Do
7: <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I do don't. That. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to
2: have to get a new phone. No, we'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming in, Doug. That's another exciting episode of Car Selling Secrets by Walzer
4: Automotive Group. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Jay Marie will be on. I think I finally. I has love Jay Marie. I, I know well, you I saw her at the house. Oh, did you? Yeah, she came to the house. You know, she's so nervous to do the show. I know she this is. This woman is an advertising. She owns an ad uh, company in the Twin Cities. Everybody just loves her. She does a lot of fabulous Wonderful uh, philanthropic work, and she's yep. nervous to come in and talk to Tom.
1: Aww.
2: Just like you, right? So we'll just torture <laughs> the crap out of her. <laughs> it's I'm not nervous about anything. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> We're done.